Hi, welcome to episode number 31 of WMST Podcast. Let's introduce you to the cast tonight. We've got the finally returning, the man from State Farm, Tyler. What up, Tyler? The Browns are going to win on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, your, your Browns... Commer- but- your State Farm commercials are, are annoying as shit, okay? <laughs> I don't watch cable, so I don't get it. Damn. I don't and care a- about your stupid ass C-shirt. <laughs> and we've got everybody's favorite weirdo and mine, Cam. What up, Cam? How did Jericho say, talking about champagne become a meme? Because he's the goat, that's why. And y'all know that's true. <laughs> I mean, not really, but okay. <laughs> and we've got the editor-in-chief, Ziggler. What up, Ziggler? Uh, what's up? It's nice to be here this uh, fine midnight, and uh, yeah, let's do this. It's uh, it's nighttime here, so yeah. Yeah, sounds good. Let's uh, get this episode started. Good morning. As... <laughs> good morning. As always, I am your host, Syed, and uh, let's kick off our episodes talking about AEW All Out, the pay-per-view that happened uh, this past Saturday. And uh, personally for me, uh, I really enjoyed the show. Uh, I thought it was a lot of good collection of matches showing off different uh, different divisions in AEW. Uh, one thing I noticed about the show, uh, and I feel like, I think it can be a good thing or bad thing. I don't know in the long run if it's a good thing, but I felt like AEW is very top-heavy, meaning I feel like a lot of the undercard matches weren't that good, but... They were serviceable, uh, but the top matches really, really stole the show. Of course, the match that really stood out to me was uh, the Young Bucks versus the Lucha Bros. That ladder match was the best ladder match I've seen in a really long time. Uh, Spot after spot, like that match was, uh, that match was crazy, like, if you're a fan of hardcore matches and just crazy spots, you're going to love that match. Uh, the AAA titles were on the line. Uh, like Some of my favorite spots included uh, the simultaneous suicide dives they did uh, on the table uh, to the outside. Uh, and then uh, one of the Lucha Bros and one of the Young Bucks uh, leapt off the ladder uh, onto a table with the other brother. Like, that spot was crazy. And, of course, the Canadian Destroyer uh, onto a ladder. Uh, that, that I mean, I was cringing a bit when I, when I was watching that. I was like, man, how are they taking these spots? But, I mean, that's what the Young Bucks are known for, high-flying and risk-taking. And, of course, uh, the Lucha Bros ended up uh, retaining the title, which I thought was fine, and... Uh, they're strong champions, of course. And overall, it was a classic match. Uh, I really loved that match. And, of course, we had the LAX uh, making an appearance after the match ended, attacking both tag teams. So th- that's a really, really awesome addition to their tag team. So AEW's tag division is looking really nice now. And, of course, the main event was Chris Jericho versus Adam Page for the AEW title. Uh, the match was, uh, it was... It was a pretty good match. Of course, it wasn't a classic because it had to follow up from that ladder match. But And I 
and I didn't think they can do it, but it was fine for what it was. Uh, a, uh, a, uh, Chris Jericho became the first AEW champion. Uh, and I think this is the first time I've seen him use his new finish, new finisher. I, I, I think it's called like Judah's elbow or something like that. It's the kind Judas of Judah's effect. The Judah's effect, yeah. Uh, it's kind of a weird finisher. Like it, it doesn't have much impact on it. Uh, it kind of makes sense why he chose that as his finisher because he's probably declining in athleticism, so he makes it up with having a finisher he can perform more easily than the uh, code breaker. So, I mean, I, I was like, is does he is even that, do the walls of Jericho anymore? I don't, I didn't see him do that in that match, but I yeah, think yeah, he, he, did, he did it in the match. Oh, I didn't, know, I didn't realize. Yeah, but that, yeah. Adam Page went got to the ropes, I think. So. Yeah, but yeah, um, and that's how the the show ended with uh, Chris Jericho winning the AEW title. Uh, I think this was maybe a notch below Double or Nothing, but it was still a really fun pay per view. And uh, I'm gonna bring back the rankings. So if I were to give this pay per view a score out of ten, I would give it a solid. 8 out of 10. I think this was really a great show, and I, I think they're still ca- carrying a lot of momentum uh, to towards their uh, television debut on TNT October 2nd. And uh, Ziggler, what did you think about the show, your standout matches, and your overall score for the uh, pay-per-view? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I like, like you were saying, the the match order was like kind of weird, but like all the matches they put in, like like the first like few matches of the pay per view were the matches I was looking forward to the most, like the Pac and Kenny Omega and the Triple Threat match and the uh, the SCU match. It, it was just weird, like they just got that all out of the way quick, but there was still great matches nonetheless. Um, Pop versus Kenny Omega, not a lot of people are talking about that. Um, it was a good match. It was a good 20-something-minute match. Um, I wish it went longer, of course. And um, I'm pretty sure I heard something about, like, their Pac and uh, Kenny Omega were, like, upset. Uh, were, like, upset backstage after the match. So, because they wanted more time and they couldn't have, like, more time to do the some of the more spots they wanted to do, so... That kind of sucks, but again, that still opens for another rematch in maybe the next few months, maybe a year from now. I don't know. These two can go all fucking year. Like, they have matches, like, every week. I don't give a fuck. They're the two greatest wrestlers today. So, yeah, but that match was pretty good, but it wasn't as good as it could have been. Um, And then that ladder match. Probably the best ladder match I've ever seen. Maybe. I don't know. There are a lot of ladder matches, so yeah. But this was a great match. This was a great ladder match. I mean, the man did a Canadian destroyer off of a ladder onto a table. Like, what the fuck? I mean, were you expecting that shit? I mean, I know we were expecting some crazy shit in this match, but like, not like that. Like, holy fuck. But yeah, I also love that triple threat. It was crazy and. uh Pretty hardcore, so I love that. Um, Joey Janela and Darby Allen just killed themselves, which was fun to watch. 
<laughs> but yeah, it was fun to watch. It was it was a fun match. Uh, I kind of wanted Darby Allen to get the win. Uh, but I have no problem with Jimmy Havoc though. He's he's good. And uh, yeah, if I were to give this a rating, probably be a seven and a half out of ten. Sounds good. And uh, Cam, your thoughts on the pay per view and your favorite match? No, I didn't get a chance to watch any wrestling from that particular day. I didn't watch TakeOver Cardiff, and I didn't watch All Out. But I did hear a lot of positive stuff about both shows. Cardiff I'll get to, but All Out it was mostly the more top-heavy matches, like a title match, the triple threat match, and the ladder match for the tag titles. It was mostly those matches that I've had that got the most uh, love from them. But I did see a ton of clips, like the like Darby Allen putting it, pulling out a skateboard with dumb tacks on the bottom, and damn near killing himself with a uh, a cracker barrel uh, barrel. I'm fully convinced that this man has a death wish now. And there was the ladder match, the Canadian Destroyer spot, LAX showing up and the main event with Jericho winning the world title. Now, I figured that Jericho was going to win the world title. It would be better to put on, put it on someone that's recognizable over trying to build up somebody new. But you, they have all, like all year to build up Hangman. And uh, I just forgot about the uh, Cody Sean Spears match. Other than that, that's about it from my observations. Oh, and ha, 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 I feel so like I'm right for the 88th time again. I'm right that Punk didn't show up. How stupid does some of you feel, huh? Oh, and finally, Orange Cassidy is the coolest wrestler alive. Yeah, I, I can't disagree with you on that. And uh, before we move on to the next topic, can we ta- talk a little bit about how weird it was seeing the AEW title being stolen th- this past week? Like, that whole fiasco was kind of crazy. Like, And then they ended up finding the title on the side of the road in Florida, Ziggler, <laughs> in Tallahassee. What do you have to say about that? How do you find a title belt on the side of the friggin' street? I mean, um, I may or may uh, have, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Ziggler's a culprit because he's in Florida. I mean, hey, Tallahassee is a few hours from me, so. Oh, uh, okay, never mind. More than a few really hours. Sense. It's like, I'm like South Florida, Tallahassee's in the fucking panhandle of Florida, so. Damn. But yeah, uh, they ended up kind of uh, spinning it into like a uh, angle of sorts. So that's fine. I don't know. It's so weird. I think it was misplaced rather than stolen. And I guess it just ended up on the street somehow. I don't know why somebody would just leave it on the side of the road. I mean, it was Meanwhile, a, it was in a bag, though. So Yeah. Well, who's the sweaty mark back to try to steal the thing and try to pawn it off on pawn it off at a pawn shop and then they got uh, guilty so they just decided, No, I don't just leave it here. No a random a random person picked it up. 
who didn't even know anything about wrestling and put it on Craigslist, I think. Yeah, and then wrestling fans started calling him. I was like, yeah. dude. Then he turned into the police. <laughs> yeah. Like, how would you basically break into the thing, though? Or was it, like, misplaced luggage? Like, I'm hearing things about misplaced luggage. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm just going to quickly talk about NXT UK TakeOver Cardiff uh, before the uh, All Out event. It was pretty damn good. It definitely uh, was an improvement and definitely was better than TakeOver Blackpool in January. When in the open challenge with the, well, let's start with the beginning, uh, Noam Darvis, Travis Banks, eh, I mean, it was alright. I don't know why they kicked up the show off with that match, I mean, they really should have kicked off the show with either the tag team triple threat match or the Cesaro versus Eli Dragunov, but you know. Yeah, what are you going to do? I mean, the match was kind of boring between Banks and Dar. I barely pay attention, but yeah. Anyway, it's gone to the great stuff. Dragunov versus Cesaro. Man, when Eli Dragunov accepted Cesaro's open challenge, it was fucking awesome. I was like, holy shit, this is going to be a great match. And... It did, not dis- it did not disappoint. It was so good. It was hard-hitting. It was just a fun match. And Cesaro is still, in my opinion, one of, if not the best wrestler in WWE right now. And it, it just kills me how he's being treated on the main roster. <laughs> it sucks. It really does suck. And then the... And then after that match was the, I want to say the triple threat tag team match. I'm pretty sure that was after, but yeah, triple threat tag team match was fucking crazy too. It was so good. Mark Andrews and uh, Flash Morgan Webster would eventually take the win after Mark Andrews literally kicked out of everything. It was It was just a fun match. And... I recommend that match to anyone. It's it's just it was just a fun tag team match and it was pretty incredible. Uh and then we had uh Mark Coffee. No, no is it Joe or Mark was it Joe Coffee? I think it was Joe Coffee actually. Yeah, fuck if I know. Joe Coffee versus Dave Mastiff. It, it wasn't alright last man standing match. I mean they broke the fucking turnbuckle like the first minute, which was crazy. But yeah, and then they and then for the rest of the match, they were like in like the in like the crowd and like it, like at ringside. And then it ended with them both falling off like this off something I don't know like a stage and then onto tables. Um. So yeah, and then uh, Joe Coffee got the win. But yeah, it, it was still a uh, fun last man standing match. And after that was Tony Storm uh, versus, uh, shit, what's her name? Uh, Kaylee Ray uh, for the UK, NXT UK Women's Championship. And it was alright. And 
Well, I didn't really watch this match, actually, so I can't even say anything about it. I just know that Kaylee Ray won, so, I'm, yeah, uh, I guess that's good. I don't know. I mean, I like Tony Storm. I don't know about Kaylee Ray, though. I, I don't know. Um, then we get to the fucking main event, and holy fuck, that main event. Bruh. Walter versus Tyler Bay, one of the best main events I've seen in such a long time. It was just, it was just spectacular, superb. I mean, these two men went to war. It was fucking insane. Tyler Bate trying to overcome the odds. Big strong boy indeed. My god, it was so good. It was such a great match. It went on for 40 minutes. I didn't care. I was cheering in my I was cheering in my house. I was like, "Holy fuck, when some shit happened." I mean, I knew this match was going to be great going in, but not this great. This was phenomenal. Like, holy shit. I didn't I mean, yeah, like I said, I was expecting a great match, but not a match like in this. And it was it was so good. It deserves like five or six stars, man. That was fucking incredible. So, yeah. My overall rating for this show will probably be uh, an eight and a half out of ten. It was such a great show. And... But definitely Walter versus Tyler Bate did steal the show. Uh, did did steal the weekend. It stole the weekend, I believe. Bucks versus Lucha Bros was a close second, but I had to give it to Walter versus Tyler Bate. It just steal the weekend. So uh, yeah, back to you, Syed. All right. So with that, let's move on to our next topic. Uh, so here's a quick uh, update for the King of the Ring tournament. Uh, so for the matches on Raw, we had uh, Baron Corbin uh, beat Cedric Alexander, and he's moving on to the finals. And then we had a um, Samoa Joe versus Ricochet, which ended in a no contest. So what's going to be happening for the uh, semifinals is it's going to be Baron Corbin versus Samoa Joe versus Ricochet. In a triple threat match. So, I mean, I guess that's going to be pretty cool. Um, kind of an un- unexpected finish. And uh, we had Elias beat Ali, which was also another unexpected win. I thought Ali would go further, but it is what it is. Uh, that's another thing I like about the King of the Ring tournament so far. It's been really unpredictable. And we had Chad Gable beat Andrade, which was uh, the best match uh uh, from both shows, in my opinion, uh, and I'm really happy to see Chad Gable uh, give, being given the spotlight, and I kind of hope he goes far in the tournament. Uh, we'll see what happens with that. So, Cam, what did you think about the matches this week and uh, your thoughts on the next round? Say what you will about this tournament, but it sure has been unpredictable. And I'm glad they remedied the situation for the Raw match for Baron Corbin to not get a bye and basically made it a triple threat. 
And we were all, and surely I'm surprised that Chad Gable of all people is the underdog of this entire tournament. Shorty G is going places. Yeah, true. And uh, Ziggler, your thoughts on the tournament so far? I hate that Shorty G thing. That's the worst fucking thing I've ever heard. Let's all hope that it's not a real thing. It's basically becoming a real yeah. gag now. And it's 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 so stupid. They're making fun of his height. Bitch. <laughs> when he was standing next to Samoa Joe, he had like a few inches on him. <laughs> it wasn't like a massive height, uh, height difference. It was so stupid. But, um... But yeah, that um, yeah, Chad Gable might win it now. I mean, I love Chad Gable. I've loved him since their American Alpha days. So, in NXT, not main roster because main roster just kind of ruined it. But yeah, um, I mean, main roster American Alpha wasn't all that bad. They won the tag titles for SmackDown. Then they got rid of it. And then he joined the team with Shelton Benjamin, and that was kind of bad. No, it went nowhere. That's why it was bad. Yeah, that's why it was bad, because it went nowhere. And I don't even... Did they even win the titles then? They didn't even win the tag titles. Yeah, and I don't remember I them so. facing the Usos at last year's Royal Rumble, and that was it. I mean, that, even though that's, that's like it. a good match, it's still... Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I really... Um, the triple threat thing uh, next week is... Uh, I, I hope Ricochet wins that. We have like a great match at Clash of Champions between Ricochet and Chad Gable. That's the fucking show stealer. If I, I mean, I didn't know I'd want that match until now, but I want that and fucking match. Either there's only two, also as for Elias, either Owens is gonna get involved here or in the finals. Yeah, I mean, I hope Elias doesn't get to the finals. I would like Chad Gable versus Ricochet. It would make more sense for Owens to help out and actually get Gable to win. Yeah, but yeah, uh, Ricochet is still my pick to win this whole thing. So, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that kind of makes sense because he could end up being King Ricochet at the end of the tournament. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I'd be dope. Because, you know, that's another thing with the King of the Ring tournament. Like, you you become the king. You literally get the gimmick after. It's like you win the gimmick kind of thing. I mean, like, King Chad Gable doesn't sound good, but King Ricochet just rolls (laughs) off the tongue. Yeah, true. All right. I mean, it's his Twitter handle, for God's sake. (laughs) Yeah, true. And uh, here's another piece of news that I wasn't expecting. Do you even want my opinion? Oh, shoot. Oh, wait. Oh, oh, wow. Who's that? That. You didn't hear my garage door slam? No. So what happened was I was looking at my notes. I didn't look at the call, so I didn't know you were here. <laughs> I mean, did you even watch any of the King of the Ring matches? Yeah, I watched some of them. Oh, Which ones? Okay. Uh, the Gable versus Andrade, the... Uh, Cesaro versus Joe, the Ricochet versus no, the uh, Cedric versus Corbin. I really liked. Um, mm, okay, okay, and, uh, yeah. Well, I don't even know who I want to win. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, 
I want to ask you because like I actually didn't know you were here. So yeah, go ahead. I mean, well, I want. I, I mean, I was gonna introduce you if I knew you were here. You didn't know I was here either. No, yeah, like, I was um, looking at my notes. That's why I didn't, didn't know you were here. Uh-huh. I mean, I knew you were here. <laughs> oh, thanks, babe. Um, <laughs> uh, I think uh, Ricochet is gonna win or uh, Samoa Joe. Yeah, those seem like pretty strong contenders to me. So, I feel better now. <laughs> that, that was it. That's why I made a big fuss. Yeah. Nah, okay. good thing Good thing you uh, told me that because uh, I didn't want to ignore you, obviously. All right. Yeah, good thing that right. Sean is here. We got a full house tonight. Let's get it. Uh, so, on to our next topic. Uh, this was not something I was expecting to talk about, but Ric Flair is considering suing WWE over Becky Lynch's the quote-unquote the man gimmick uh i'm actually really confused as to why he waited a year to sue them like she's been doing this gimmick since last year and all of a sudden he wants to sue them and wants uh compensation for the use of the gimmick i have no idea how seth rollins was the man like a few years ago and I don't even know how 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 this thing is is even going to be held up in court. There are in wrestling. I know, right? That's that's another thing. Goldberg like, is good, man. Yeah, it's not like a copyrighted phrase either. So I mean, literally anybody can call themselves the man. And Ric Flair's a nature boy. I mean, come on. Yeah, Buddy I mean, Rogers is probably Buddy looking Rogers. for. It's to be the man. You gotta beat the man. That's why. I know that's why, but it's oh, stupid. Idiot. <laughs> wow, thanks, babe. <laughs> I know, but like, yeah, that's another great example. Like, Buddy Rogers' family's probably looking for uh, compensation for Ric Flair using the Nature Boy moniker. But I mean, he's know. gotten so many surgeries and and health failures. Maybe he needs the money. Right. Oh well, that that's actually that's a plausible point. Maybe. He wants like to. No ca- offense to him, I just made. I'm just, just guessing. Like, why? Why can't he be cool like Roddy Piper uh, with uh, Ronda Rousey? Uh, he he gave her his blessing, so I can't just be cool like that. Yeah, Imagine like Sean said. Petty. Yeah, I mean, like Sean said, maybe he wants the money because maybe he's, you know, having health like, issues. Maybe he money. wants money. I know. I'm pretty sure. Does. I'm pretty sure his daughter can help. That's like, true. You got money. Rick and that's another. Rip, remember? True. And I'm I think pretty that's... sure his son can. Oh, wait. No, he's dead. Um, oh, sh- I'm, oh, I'm shit. Pre- <laughs> what about David? Oh, that one. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's. Wait, is that the one he killed himself? That's Reed. Oh. Well, uh, yeah. Okay, whatever. Anyways, yeah. Why? Uh, yeah. You have, two, you have two kids. That's what they're there for. Right, and I mean, she, even Charlotte is mad at him because it's getting. It's probably getting her some backstage heat for. You know, her. You know, this father. might be the reason why she and, doesn't win in a clash. And Becky Lynch is like one of her best friends. Yeah, so it's kind of an awkward situation. So I don't know. Uh, we'll see how it goes down. But anyways, <laughs> you can just start from here. We will have the It Chapter Two spoiler review for next week after most of us have seen it. Hopefully by then. But let's talk about a movie that's going to be coming out. Uh, next month and it's getting a lot of Oscar buzz uh, recently as Joker got 
uh, an eight-minute standing ovation at the Venice uh, Film Festival and is being reviewed really well and currently has like a 90% or something on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, and it's funny because we were literally just talking about the movie uh, last week and and a lot of critics got to see it uh, the day after we talked about it. So, Sean, what are your thoughts on the positive buzz and how hyped how hype are you for the movie? Oh, man, I'm beyond hyped for Joker because Joaquin Phoenix is definitely one of the best actors living today. The trailer is um, incredible. The color palette in the movie is so unique and so well placed in each spot that you could see the darkness of his world, but you could see like the brightness of what what he's wearing when he's Joker, and it's just beautifully like written in. And uh, from all the praise, it's just this. It's not going to be a bad. It's not. It's not going to be short from perfect. It's it's going to be amazing. I cannot wait to see it. It's it's definitely superhero movies are never going to be the same again. Yeah, true. This movie does look to revolutionize the genre. I mean, I don't see it as like a superhero movie. I just see I just see it as well, like a, as like a, a comic. I, I know, comic. I know, but I just see it like as like a a, a deep dive, like a, like a character study into this awesome character, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and uh, Tyler, are you going to be dressing as the Joker this October? I know you like to cosplay uh, uh, during probably Halloween. Not, probably not for the movie, because that'd be uncomfortable in the theater. But <laughs> yeah. um, I'm excited for the movie, for sure. I'm excited because it's the first live-action Joker since 2008. I'm not counting Suicide Squad. But I have high hopes for this movie. As you guys all know, Joker is one of my favorite characters. The trailers do look really good, and um, as far as I know, I haven't really read anything too much in it online, but I don't really know the plot of this movie. I don't know if they've said anything about the plot, but the trailers don't really show anything I know the plot. I know the plot, too. Okay, well, I don't, so I'm kind of going (laughs) blind. I just got the trailers, and I like it so far based on that. But I mean, the plot is pretty obvious if you watch the trailers. So he's the man who jokes. He's the Joker. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Long story short, like I I do agree with what Tyler is saying. I think that uh, the trailers have been really awesome, but at the same time, they've been very vague. Like they haven't given away too much of the plot, which is really nice. They had a teaser trailer and they had a final trailer. I think that's perfect. Yeah, we don't need another trailer after this. Right. Very true. And uh, Cam, y- your thoughts on the Joker buzz? It deserves it. You know how there yeah. are certain movies that will change the game and change no. how comic book movies are made? Sure, Let me finish, what? you son of a bitch. Whoa, that was, that was uncalled for. Anyway, you have your Dark Knights, you have your first Raimi Spider-Man movie. You have the Avengers, basically movies that could change everything and could be considered some of the greatest of all time. And now you're going to have another one in this new Joker movie. 
And in my opinion, this is this going to be in the DC universe? No. Yeah, it's uh, so. the movie is in the DC Black label, which is going to be like a offshoot of a different yeah. character. So it's like a more solo characters. Uh, so it's films. not in the extended universe. No, it's not part of the extended universe, is what I heard. Yeah. It could be one of the best DC movies that they've ever put out. And usually DC is more hit and miss for me. But surely they could actually be one of the better movies that they've done. Now, the last movie that DC-wise I've seen was Wonder Woman. And I didn't think that was bad. But this could be one of the best movies that they've ever put out. Yeah, very true. I do agree with you on the part of this movie changing how comic book movies are viewed. I think uh, Civil War, of course, the Avengers and Endgame have done done that for the comic book movies. I think this movie is going to show that R-rated solo films that are character studies can be successful and um, more movies should come out like this one. And I apologize for being so rash and harsh. It's okay. Uh, apology me. not accepted. You said, you said some hurtful things. Damn. I'm not sure if I'm willing really to forgive sorry you. Sorry for what I did. Will you forgive me? Will you no. let me in? Uh, uh, I was about to say yes, but now I'm not. I mean, I'm gonna. <laughs> <laughs> um. That's a fiend reference. <laughs> but yeah, I'm. I'm... I'm I'm I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure I'm gonna cut this out, but <laughs> yeah, true. Um, <laughs> Who's thinking? That that uh, uh, we that, are that, oh, that to the Joker. <laughs> um, <laughs> he wishes. Great. So, uh, uh, yeah, that that to the Joker. Uh, trailer. I'm pretty sure this is the first rated R movie from DC besides Watchmen, right? Correct. Yeah, because Watchmen is the only one uh that's rated R. Yeah. In DC. So yeah, um, so yeah, it should be fun. It should be cool. <laughs> yeah, and uh, October can come soon enough. Honestly, I I honestly yeah I honestly can't wait for this and uh, yeah yeah that first week of October is going to be crazy. Uh, it it really is. NXT AEW uh, Joker Friday Friday Night bad. Smackdown. And also, okay. are we are we are we really surprised that it's getting like Oscar buzz and stuff? El Camino. Yeah, honestly, uh, not. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix is one of the best actors, yeah, so exactly honestly, like not when you like hear like all these great reviews, I'm just like, well, what do you expect? Right. I mean, <laughs> it's not gonna be a Suicide Squad, and you already say that in the trailers. Oh, that's a good segue. Cause speaking of Suicide Squad, uh, did anybody get to check out the Birds of Prey yep. teaser? Now yeah, I'm gonna be. I did. I'm gonna. Be, Okay, it's on the. I'll send it to you later. But I'm gonna be honest, because uh, the tr- teaser is gonna be playing in front of uh, it, chapter two. If you're going to see it this weekend, I'm gonna be honest with you. It kind of gave me Suicide Squad, uh, Squad vibes, and I did not really wow. like that feeling. Uh, now nah, I mean, obviously it's just like a 30 second teaser. Not, you can't really say much, but I don't know. It uh, looks very frantic. Looks. A very d- try hard like they did with Suicide Squad. I I hope I'm wrong because you know Ewan McGregor is one of my favorite actors and 
he's playing Black Mask. Uh, I think that should be really awesome. I'm not really sure about the uh, Birds of Prey team, though, because I've never really heard of, about them in the comics. So, I don't know. It's kind of a risky movie. Uh, it's not a sure thing like the Joker. And I don't know. Uh, it's just a 30-second teaser, though, so we'll see when the full Wait. trailer comes out. Ewan McGregor is playing Black Mask? Yeah, didn't, you didn't know that? Yeah. No, I didn't even know he was in the movie. He was. He's in the movie. He's playing Black Mask. Come on, dude. Dude, Black Mask is so fucking awesome. Yeah. When I heard that casting, I was like, yeah, that's going to be really awesome. I mean, he's a great Batman villain, but, he, but he's probably not even going to be in it, unfortunately, so... Yeah, but this movie is going to be the DCEU, too, so... Yeah, I know, yeah. Yep. So, Tyler, did you get, get to check out the teaser? <clears throat> yeah, I saw it. I didn't really get too much out of it, considering it's only, like, a 30-second trailer and really just quick shots back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. Like you said, it kind of gave me Suicide Squad vibes, just based on the trailers. Because if you guys remember the Suicide Squad trailers, those were all fast-paced, in-your-face action. I mean, the trailers were good for Suicide Squad. The trailer, yeah, the trailers were good for Suicide Squad, but this trailer was alright. For a teaser, it's good, I guess. But we need an actual trailer before I can actually... uh, Yeah. That should start rolling out pretty soon, since the movie's coming out in February, and yeah, we should get one. Yeah, February 2020, so yeah. Yeah, and uh, Sean, your thoughts on the teaser, if you got to see it? I literally just watched it just now. Um, Just a bunch of bullshit cut together. Not excited about it at all. Damn. Sighing. And uh, Ziggler, your thoughts? That's not harsh at all. I I, I actually shouldn't be talking. I actually love like the first ten seconds yeah. when it, like it's like <laughs> when it has the it theme and all those red balloons. That was pretty dope. Yeah, that's, that's pretty the best dope, part. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was literally the best part. Like, and then Harley Quinn says something about clowns. I don't know. I wasn't focused on she that. She said, I think she said something like, "I'm fucking over clowns" or something like that. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Is, is it gonna be rated R? No, it's gonna be PG-13 as well. Oh, that heard. sucks. All right. Yeah, but um. Uh yeah, I mean I didn't really see I saw I think I think I saw Huntress, I'm not sure. I'm yeah, pretty Black sure Canary. I saw Black Canary too, yeah. Yeah. And uh and then I saw Harley Quinn hit someone with a bat, I think. Not not a yeah. bat, a hammer. Uh yeah. a whack a mole hammer, I don't know. Yeah. Uh but yeah, I mean I I I literally like watched like a few times just to see what was happening. I couldn't even see what was happening. It was so quick, but yeah. I mean it's just like a little quick teaser. I mean are they even done? Yeah, they're not even done filming the action scenes because Chad Stileski is still working on it, right? Yeah, Stileski is still working on the reshoots for yeah, the exactly. action scenes. So yeah, exactly. The, mo- the movie's not even finished yet. So until, again, like Tyler said, until we see the finished product, then we'll really know. Yeah, that's true. Excited about the movie is to see Margot Robbie really quit again. Oh, that was yeah. something else. He said Marco Robbie's, and I was like, oh, yeah. And then he said, like, I was like, oh, yeah, okay. yeah Harley Quinn, yeah, Harley Quinn's cool. And yeah. then she was one of the few things I liked about Suicide Squad, so. She was, like, the main thing that was good. Not everything else was shit. Don't, don't forget Jared Leto. He was amazing. Oh, oh. Kick Sean was trash. <laughs> Margo I mean, Will Smith was literally 
Will Smith was just literally playing Will Smith as Deadshot. Yeah. Um, and Jared Leto's Joker was like in the movie for like less than five minutes or something like that. And they had a and they had a great they had a great actress playing Amanda Waller and she literally did nothing. What know, by right? Viola Davis? She's one of like the greatest actresses ever, probably. And you can literally see this. The script was written in six weeks, and they just I mean, started shooting. I'm honestly not surprised because the dialogue was so bad. Yeah, I, yeah, it was just horrible. Like usually, scripts I'm, a good I'm, script would take a year yeah. or something to make, and they just wrote that in six weeks. It I wasn't really bad. That movie since the just, theaters, so. just wait until we watch the joker movie and see how that script is it's gonna be so awesome yeah they've been working on that for like well over a year so yeah exactly all right i've not watched suicide squad since the theater and i don't plan on it yeah (laughs) i mean i've unfortunately watched it like again in the theater i saw it twice in theaters all right right. so of course nba 2k20 uh came out uh today um not a lot of rave reviews uh a lot of people are having some problems, but the main issue that I've been hearing a lot about a lot is 2K20 having the ma- major microtransaction issues, which I've been hearing a lot about. But uh, recently, not recently, like a, a week or two ago, a My Team Player uh, game mode trailer came out, and the mode was shown with a lot of uh, gambling uh, type of games, uh, mini games. Where players would were uh, uh, encouraged to spend real life money to increase their chances at winning prizes or you know the cards that are in the game. So that caused a lot of controversy and Peggy, which rates the games, was under fire because they rated the game Peggy thir- uh, I think they said Peggy three, which is three and above, which people were like, well, if the, if it's uh, gambling is encouraged in the game it should be way higher than that so cam what did you think about that controversy and the game release overall they're like saying video games every year i don't know what the point of getting is besides it's just a roster update you want to know what would be more fascinating if you just went with a gta rob and just had a different update every few months or every year or so that just updates everything, like right. updates the years and everything. Right, because like even like because Fortnite, right? Like it's it's free to play, and then you can just buy stuff. And NB2K could do the same thing. Like you can just buy an update. Like you can buy the story modes. You can buy the new or buy feature. skins and stuff. Like right with or Fortnite or with oh I don't know friggin' NASCAR Heat. Like they have different car different cars to choose from. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I f- that's true. I feel like the microtransactions are really getting out of hand. It's re- really getting ridiculous, in my opinion. Like, the uh, only microtrans, like, for example, the only microtransactions that GTA does is just their shark cards. They recently did a casino update, and they don't even have anything for the casino. Right. Not that I know of, at least. Yeah, but the basketball game, which is supposed to be focused on basketball, has casino or gambling elements. It's uh, kind of weird, to be honest. I mean, this and isn't like a Sonic 2 type thing where it's you where you do the slot machine and you get the uh, rings and stuff. This is actually got to buy stuff. 
You don't do that. I don't like it. All right, that's true. Yo, Tyler, did you get to? Uh, did you hear about that? Um, I didn't hear about it this year, but I already knew it was gonna happen because Two K has been doing this for year after year after year. Same with EA with Madden and FIFA and all of their games. So, um, it just used to be so much like if you go back to the PlayStation Two games, like NBA Live, you just buy the game. Uh, full price and you get the game you just play it all year and then you've got the ps3 360 game um let's just use call of duty as an example you get the map packs 15 dollars a piece and full price game so you're getting a little bit of microtransactions, but not a lot and if you look at call of duty now with the black ops 4 that just came out i know it's not 2k but it's video game related um you get a $60 game, and then you also have to pay 50 extra dollars for, for all the maps, um, all the other game modes. It's ridiculous. But um, it's just been a problem for years. And I know, um, I think I saw it, I don't know what, but it was something with the government. They're going to start making it. So in my team, you have to open the packs and to get good players. And I know the government said something about the game companies have to start showing the like actual odds of getting a good player, so it's not just a random, a random number generated. I guess you would say. So you actually that have to reminds put the odds me. in the game. Is WWE doing the uh, loot crates this year? I have no idea if they are. They had it last year. But the one yeah, thing with WWE games is they haven't done the micro like you can't spend real life money to boost your odds so to get good stuff. The only you can spend is just the only you can spend is just DLC and the season pass where you can get the accelerator to mod yeah. out all the uh, stats on the people in the game. Yeah. Yeah. Also, so maybe the same thing that Cam said. Same game year after year. Um, I don't know if yeah. you guys saw it, but on Madden 20. If you go into the practice mode, there's a sign that says Madden 20. And if you zoom in further out, it says Madden 19 in the same exact game. GG. That's embarrassing. Honestly, I agree with both of you. It's lazy. Yeah. Like, they should just make it one game and just have yearly updates. And you just pay for the updates. Yeah. Like, what I do, I'm playing Madden 19 right now. I just update the roster. People update it online all the time. And you just download it. Right, that's true. And it isn't like the PS2 days where you actually have to buy the game, the different games every year. Yeah. You can actually do updates now. Yep. Yeah, that's true. 